This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of August 15, 2022. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a critical topic on all of our minds for the past two-plus years. In recent weeks, we have used this podcast as an opportunity to highlight other emerging health topics. So I'm excited to share that we are expanding the focus of our podcast to focus on the latest emerging health topics, whether it's COVID-19, monkeypox, polio, or something else. In this episode, I'll discuss findings from three different MMWR reports, ranging on topics from paralytic polio in an unvaccinated person in New York to high-contact contamination in a household of people infected with monkeypox. The first report highlights the public health response to a case of paralytic polio in an unvaccinated person in New York and detection of polio virus in wastewater. This was only the second instance of community spread of polio identified in the United States since 1979. The patient reported no relevant travel or contact with international visitors prior to the illness. As of August 22, 2022, there are no additional people identified with paralysis. Vaccine-derived poliovirus type 2 was detected in the patient's stool collected a week and a half after the symptoms started. Poliovirus genetically related to the poliovirus type 2 from the patient's stool was found at wastewater sampling sites in two New York counties. This indicates that others in the community are likely shedding the virus in their stool, possibly with no symptoms or only mild symptoms such as a sore throat, fever, and stomach ache. It's unknown where the viruses that were detected came from. In the United States, the risk to the public is low because most people are vaccinated against polio during childhood and vaccination is highly effective at preventing paralysis. The best way to protect everyone from polio is to maintain high immunity against poliovirus in the population through vaccination. Anyone who is not fully vaccinated should contact their healthcare provider and complete the polio vaccine series right away. The second report looks at contamination of high-contact objects and surfaces among a household of people infected with monkeypox virus. In May 2022, the Salt Lake County Health Department reported two travel-associated cases of monkeypox to the Utah Department of Health and Human Services. To assess the presence and degree of surface contamination of household objects touched by monkeypox patients, the Utah Department of Health and Human Services swabbed objects in the home of the patients. Both patients lived together without other housemates and had isolated at home for nearly three weeks before their home was sampled. They also reported washing their hands several times a day, using a multi-surface spray daily, and doing other routine household cleaning while they isolated at home. Monkeypox virus DNA was detected from many objects and surfaces, indicating that some level of contamination occurred in the home. However, live virus was not detected from any of the samples, demonstrating that viral genetic material from the samples wasn't able to cause a new infection. 
the lack of live virus could be due to the cleaning measures the patients took. It also could be because the patients were less infectious because it had been almost three weeks since they began isolating. People living in or visiting the home of someone with monkeypox should follow appropriate precautions to limit spread. Wear a well-fitting mask, avoid touching contaminated surfaces, maintain appropriate hand hygiene by washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, avoid sharing eating utensils, clothing, bedding, or towels, and follow home disinfection recommendations. The last report highlights the safety of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine booster doses among children aged 5 to 11 years. On May 17, 2022, the FDA amended the emergency use authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to authorize a homologous third dose for children ages 5 to 11 years, more than five months after getting the second primary series dose. CDC reviewed adverse events and health impact assessments following receipt of the third dose reported to two vaccine safety surveillance systems, vSafe and the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VAERS. During May to July, approximately 650,000 U.S. children aged 5 to 11 years received a third dose. Mild to moderate reactions, such as pain where the shot was given and headache, following a third dose of the vaccine were similar to those reported during the primary series. Reports of serious adverse events were rare, and there were no reports of myocarditis, or inflammation of the heart, or death after getting a third dose. CDC will continue to monitor vaccine safety and provide updates as needed to guide COVID-19 vaccination recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free to have MMWR delivered to your inbox. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.